This is episode 48, our season finale, and oh, what a year it's been. injury therapist practicing 45 minutes outside of Toronto, Ontario, in Canada. And welcome to the Concast, a podcast where we discuss all things health, wellness, and injuries in an attempt to better understand the human body. Well, folks, we did it. Episode 48. At the beginning of 2020, I set out to start this podcast as a little bit of a project. I found myself in a bit of a rut, like many people often find themselves in a rut. Felt like I was in a bit of a difficult place, feeling quite comfortable, but needing a challenge. And I'd been thinking about starting a podcast for many years, didn't really know what I was going to talk about, how I was going to do it, had never really investigated how to start a podcast or even how to shoot an episode. But I made myself the goal of producing 48 episodes and Here we are, 11 months later, on episode 48, the season finale of season number one. So as I said, uh, this was a project to try and push myself outside of my comfort zone, which I've talked about on other podcasts. And for me, it's one of those things that when I start to feel comfortable, it starts to annoy me a little bit. And so I always enjoy a new challenge. And as I said, the the realm of podcasting is really, really unfamiliar to me. So in preparation for this episode, I have had a couple of people ask me different questions throughout the season that I thought I would save for the season finale. And it really relates to sort of how I shoot a podcast. How do I put an episode together? Are you getting people listening? Where are those people listening from? So I thought I would take this opportunity to talk a little bit about the process, a little bit about the listenership of the podcast over the course of the year and how it's grown. The first question was, how do I shoot a podcast? And to be honest, there are a few different ways depending upon the topic. So typically I will shoot the podcast episodes for Fridays on a Tuesday morning, usually first thing in the morning. I'll wake up at 6 a.m., I've got a whiteboard in my office with a number of different topics that I'll just randomly list on the whiteboard whenever I get an idea. Sometimes these ideas come easily and sometimes they do not. Sometimes they're recommended from listeners. And I'll start writing out the podcast episode typically at around 6 a.m. And that might take anywhere from an hour to 90 minutes depending upon the depth of the topic whether I've done some research on it already, whether I've pulled some research papers, whether I'm well-versed in the topic or not. And then uh, after roughly 90 minutes or so of writing, and sometimes certain episodes are more in-depth than others, sometimes I've got to write out more specific points to discuss, other times I just have key sort of time-stamped points that I will go through. And then I start the shooting process. And to be honest with you, the shooting process can sometimes go really, really well, or it can sometimes be obviously the most frustrating part in that I am 
really just standing in my home office in a pillow fort and I'm talking. And it's really difficult to talk when you're the only one talking. I've seen other podcasts and I've interviewed one person on the podcast this year as a bonus episode, Robert Libby, which is available on Facebook. Be sure to check that out. But when you don't have that sort of conversation back and forth, you can trip up on your words quite easily. And sometimes you're having to shoot the sentence over, you lose your train of thought and you're having to shoot that particular train of thought over again. And so it can get frustrating at times if you don't find that sort of quote unquote flow state. Other days it's very easy and it goes very smooth. So at the end of the shooting, I sometimes have a 45 minute episode that is 45 minutes long. I sometimes have a 40 minute episode that is 20 minutes long. After I shoot it, I'll sit down and edit it dub over the audio tracks, which my brother produced at the start of this year. And then I will take another maybe hour queuing it up in all social media. It's available on uh, YouTube. It's available on Facebook. And then it's available wherever you can listen to all podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, etc. So I would say the whole process to shoot an episode, if it's a more lengthy episode, might take three to four hours with writing, editing, and then producing it. And that is a, an episode that is roughly around 25 minutes long. So that has produced in 48 episodes over 20 hours of listening on a variety of topics. So I'm very proud of that. It's taken a lot of work to create those 20 hours over the course of the year. But again, it was something that I wanted to set out to do and feel like I've learned a lot about speaking on topics, especially just sort of getting on the microphone, thinking out loud, and being vulnerable in sharing a lot of my thoughts and thought processes around things or opinions on particular injuries in really, really specific ways on how I think through things. Because one of the things that I have found this year is when you're putting your thoughts in audio version out on the internet for everyone to listen to, everyone has an opinion about what you're saying in the context of that small conversation. They don't give you an opportunity to necessarily uh, refute or discuss the arguments they present in the comments. And as well, even though these are well thought out topics that I'm discussing, this is me rambling for 20 to 25 minutes in the course of the day. If this was a conversation back and forth, I would certainly have an opportunity to change my viewpoint or clarify any viewpoints, but such is the potential risk when you're putting a podcast on the internet, which I'm perfectly okay with now. You start to also grow a thick skin when you're producing a podcast on what people might say or people's opinions, but ultimately that's one of the reasons that I did it. Put myself out on the internet, put my thoughts out there, be a little bit more vulnerable and see Um, whether or not people uh, enjoyed what I had to say and whether or not they were finding it of value to them. And that's usually the way that I always end every episode. I hope that you found this episode to be of value because that's really why I'm producing a podcast. I like to teach. I like to explain things that I've learned to other people and hopefully they find it valuable and then they're able to maybe pass it on. Maybe they're able to change the way that they behave as a result of listening to one of my podcasts, which is ultimately very, very rewarding for me as someone that's producing it. I remember the first time early in the year I was at a course 
probably in February, and someone came up to me and they said, oh, are you Connor? I listened to your podcast. And that was really the first time that anyone sort of that I did not know had approached me in public and said that they listened to the podcast. And it was a podcast on how to encourage movement as we age. And the person that approached me had said that she had passed that podcast episode on to her mother and her mother had started to move as a result of that. So for me, that was really rewarding to see that, wow, there's more people other than my mom, my dad, my brothers that listen to this thing. And maybe there will be small changes that I can make in people's lifestyle as a result of that, or maybe I'll be able to help people. And that's what really helped spur on the the entire 48 episodes. So I think that's a sort of a long-winded answer as to why I, I did it. A couple of other questions that have come up over the over the year have just been how many people listen to the podcast. And I think that's a little bit hard to say because it is released over a number of platforms. But what I can tell you is that it's definitely over 10,000 total listens this year and maybe in the tens of thousands, which to me is pretty crazy to think in that I didn't even know if anyone was going to listen at the start of this. And as you see the podcast grow, particularly organically, it's really, really rewarding and makes me feel really good to, to see that people find value in it. The podcast this year was listened to in 22 countries, with the top three countries being Canada, the United States, and in the United States, it was listened to across 25 states, And one of the big goals that I would like to see is I would like to see that listened to in all 50 states. So if you know other people and you're listening in the U.S. to my U.S. listeners, pass that around, especially I need somebody up in way up in Alaska to listen to this so I can get that goal of all 50 states. And then thirdly uh, was Australia. So again, pretty crazy that I was able to reach people across the entire globe. The majority of the people that listen to the podcast were between the ages of 23 and 34, and the most common app that it was listened to was on Apple Podcasts. So for those listeners that are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you haven't rated the podcast and given it five stars, I want you to scroll down to the bottom of it, give me five stars if you would, and maybe a nice little comment. What that does is it allows the podcast to grow. And it allows me to become more visible to people that are searching based on certain topics. One thing that I have learned this year is it's really, really difficult to grow a podcast organically when you're not paying for social media advertising. And that's one of the things that I've been trying to do because I want my listeners to be interested and be invested in what I have to say. And I'm very appreciative of those people that have been loyal listeners throughout 2020. Another question that came up was, what are the most popular episodes? So I've ranked the three most popular episodes, and I think this is interesting based on what people are searching, what people are interested in. The first episode was an episode that I did um, very early in the year, episode number six, and the title of that episode was How to Avoid Therapist Burnout, and it not only talked about therapists in general burning out, so physical therapists, massage therapists, and chiropractors burning out 
physically, but also mentally as a result of being self-employed. But it also gave you tools and strategies to help avoid burning out yourself or at least minimizing your burnout. And this was, to be honest, related to a lot of the things that I did wrong in building my business over the last 14 or 15 years. And to be honest, repeatedly burning out and have had to have a hard look at how I operate outside of my business. I can't be solely focused on business all of the time. I need to take time for myself. I need to structure my days accordingly. And I'm still learning how to do that. But this episode outlines that and had very positive and popular response to it. The second most commonly listened to episode was episode 18, about halfway-ish through the season, maybe a little bit less than halfway, and that episode was titled Trigger Points. And what we talked about in that episode was what is a trigger point or what we think is a trigger point and some of the theories around what trigger points may or may not be because the verdict is still really out on trigger points, whether they in fact exist, whether they're a root cause of pain, how we treat them. And that was just me sort of having out loud thoughts on how I currently saw trigger points based on how I saw them early in my career. This episode actually led to the comment of the year. And I can't remember this person's name. And even if I did, I probably wouldn't release their name because it was on Facebook and it was in a Facebook group. And I posted the podcast there. And the comment, I can't remember exactly what it read or how it read. But it said something to the effect of, uh, I have been treating trigger points for 20 plus or 25 plus years. And to suggest the fact that they did not exist or do not exist is beyond ignorant. So a very interesting comment there. And I responded with a little bit of research as to why they might not exist and didn't really get a response back. But it just goes to show again where people are at in terms of the journey that they're on. And one of the primary reasons that I chose to record a podcast is to challenge my own personal biases and thoughts. And as I'm thinking out loud, I'm always thinking about, am I saying this because I believe it and it's not true? Or is there some evidence to refute or deny my own personal beliefs? And that's one of the primary reasons that I had chosen to do the podcast. What I have to understand is there are people that aren't thinking the same way as me and that is okay as well i think that everyone's entitled to their opinion it's just certain people on the internet may provide their opinion in a way that might be a little bit different to the way that i would so that was episode 18 trigger points with our comment of the year third most listened to episode was episode 31 on si joint or sacroiliac pain during this episode we talked about low back pain, and whether or not, or the instances rather, where back pain may be related to the sacroiliac joint, or it may not be, and it may be referred pain into that area. And what I discovered from this is that there are an awful lot of people that have sacroiliac pain or have been told they have sacroiliac pain or are trying to deal and manage with it. So I think maybe in the future, I might do follow-up episodes to trigger points and sacroiliac joint pain as they were the most popular episodes of the year. So now that I have published my 48 episodes, the question is where do I go from here? 
Do I continue on with a season two? Do I move on to another project? Do I end the podcast altogether? I think that I recognize that this is something that I enjoy and it pushes me to be creative in a way that I haven't had to be creative before. It's something that I have to do if I commit to it every week. So it keeps me structured. It keeps me looking at topics that I otherwise wouldn't look at. We've looked at things like Reiki on the podcast. We've looked at things like the use of topical CBD oil on the podcast. These are things that I don't really use in my practice in the day-to-day, but other people do. And so it causes me to think about these things and why they might work, even though there may not be current research to suggest that these particular interventions or topics do work. I think ultimately every week I'm having this sort of large thought experiment that I am then producing and showing uh, anybody that wants to listen to it. So I think in short, there probably will be a season two. I'm going to take some time off to enjoy the holidays. I'm going to take five or six weeks off. I'm going to return with season two of the Concast January, the first week of January 2021. And I'm telling you now that I'm committing to at least 48 more episodes for season two. I think in season two, I do want to interview more people. I'm in the process of sorting out just from an audio perspective, which I have to learn how to do this efficiently and effectively. But I do want to have some guests on in a variety of topics, as well as continue to share some of my thoughts with respect to illness, injury, wellness, and then just some of my interests, things like cooking, wine, as I start to evolve in my knowledge of that. So my question for you before we close out season one is, who would you like me to interview on the podcast? Or what topics would you like me to cover next year? Please feel free to reach out to me, tag people in social media posts that you'd like to see on the podcast. Or if you're somebody that you feel has a good perspective to share on health, wellness, or injuries, feel free to reach out to me, and I'd love to touch base with you and see whether or not you want to come on in 2021. As always, folks, I hope that you found this season to be of value to you. Again, if you do enjoy the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, share it with your friends, let them know that there is right now 20 hours of topics available to them in a variety of topics relating to health, wellness, and fitness. Lastly, please enjoy your holiday. I know it's been a tough year for everybody. Whatever your holiday looks like over the next six weeks, I hope that you are safe. I hope that you enjoy it. And Happy New Year to everybody. And we will see you in the next one.